Welcome to Craft Beer Ballers, the show about craft beer and craft beer makers throughout the world and in the Tampa Bay area. With your hosts, Johnny and Kevin. The mics are on. The glasses are full. It's time for the Craft Beer Ballers. How you doing, Kevin? Doing all right. What's going on? Oh, man, I tell you what's going on. It's the... Hold on. The first annual Baller Awards. All right. We've been. We. I, I feel like we've always kind of wanted to do something like this, like like something that involved the name. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think when we picked the name, we we had all types of brainstorming, all types of things that we wanted to do with the name. Like, oh, we could have like you know, we have big chalices. And yeah. We could do like stuff like that. Like, like a. We like, still we still need to. We still need to. We still still do. Do still froze do. with canes. And- yeah, yeah, some real baller shit, man. Yeah. So, um, but we but for now we have the baller awards, and we don't have an award yet. Um, there was a suggestion. <laughs> in terms we're, of, we're in, we're in a design phase. Yeah, we're workshopping some ideas in terms of a of, of a of a proper award for this. Well, okay, so we in the, we've each year we've done you know a couple of different things. We always do our top five of the year, top five beers we've had this year. We also do some type of segment. Usually, it's kind of like an ask me anything type thing where we'll just talk about different things within the industry or whatever, or anything's locally. Uh, sometimes we, we smoke cigars and drink beers and just do, uh, beer reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've done a number of things with this second spot for, uh, into your spot, by the way, just for you wondering, this is December 31st, 2021. So, um, so, but yeah, so this year we said, okay, let's do our award show. Let's have awards. Let's out. do it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll actually give real awards. Out. Maybe I'll get some certificates. I think you're going to print out certificates. That'd be kind of funny and just print it out and send it to I mean, It's so corny, gonna, but it's funny. We're, we're going to mail you a framed certificate. It's a, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, here you go. Best, best brewery of 2021. Like, yeah. I mean, who knows? You never know what people do. They might they may just be like, meh. And they might be like, oh, this is amazing. So you never know. I, I'm right. actually going to I'm gonna put some thought into that Okay. One. Yeah. You know, um, okay. All right. So first, first the beer. The beer we're, we're drinking during this. All right. Tell tell the people about the beer, Kevin. Uh, Dogfish Heads Session Sour, uh, blissfully. Oh wait, uh, what's it called? Oh, sequenced. Sequenced. Yeah. Yeah, sequenced. I remember someone gave you like a can of sequenced when it right, well, like a distributor right when they first came out. You remember that? I. Don't remember that, but I believe you. I just think vaguely someone like going into their car and I was like, "Oh, try this here." <laughs> so, I, I think we're and we were like at like round Hidden Springs. I don't know I always remember like random shit, but like yeah, I think it was something like that. Mm. Sea salt. I smell sea salt. It's, it's a. It's kind of like a. Well, it, it's a session sour, so it's a. It's a very kind of watered down sour, but it's got more goza. Yeah, kind yeah, of backbone. Yeah. Kind of salty, limey. So it's kind of like a Bud Light goza. Yeah, yeah, higher quality ingredients, but yeah, definitely on that kind of. Well, not on that level. I hate to be like on that level. It's 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 good. It's actually no. I'm actually I could pound pleasantly it. surprised by this. I, I could pound it if I was going to have a sour. It's probably not what I would choose. But no, no, I don't really like. I don't like drinking salt, so it's not really my thing. But it is. It's it's got it, but salt's tasty. Mm-hmm. It's got a good taste. So um, I you know so I'm I'm you know I can get down with it. 
I, it wouldn't be like a regular thing, but I could definitely get get down with it. So I'm looking to see what the CFP playoffs is because I'm sorry, I'm like, oh, do you have it on here? No, you don't. Oh, here I can. Bring you it don't have here. to. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Into the first quarter, seven three. Oh, okay, cool. All right. So just for those of y'all who are wondering in retrospect where we were at this play, in this period in time. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. All right. So let's get these baller awards going. All right, the ballers. All right. So it, this is a combination of awards. And a little bit of questions, Q&A, a little okay. a here. So, so it's a little combination of both. We've come up with our, our answers. Um, our answers may be different from, from one another, but that's cool. Uh, and it's, just, it's just recognizing greatness and interestingness in our, in our local beer, uh, craft beer industry. So let's start with we'll start with the top. It's literally starting with Best Picture. The Oscars, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. but I, I probably should do some reverse. But I, I know people listen more to the beginning than the end, and so right. let's just go with it. Uh, best brewery, like the best brewery in our area, and by our area I mean Hillsboro, Pinellas, Polk, eh. uh, Mantee County, Sarasota Tampa County, Bay Metro, yeah, Tampa Bay Metro, and, and maybe maybe Pasco, whatever. Um, all right. So the nominees are Magnanimous Brewing, Seventh Sun Brewing, Calusa Brewing out of Sarasota, uh, Angry Chair Brewing, also a uh, Seminole Heights Brewery, and Arcane Brewing. Um, yeah, I, I, you know anything stand out about that list? Uh, they're all very good. Uh, a couple of these make my some of my favorite uh, hop infused beverages. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Arcane, I think, makes terrific, terrific sours. Yeah. Um, if you're into that, I think that's definitely the place to go. Uh, Angry Chair, I think, makes a plethora of things, but obviously they're very much well known for their sweet stouts. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Calusa, I think, is highly underrated brewery. I think they're actually very good out down in Sarasota. Yeah. They're, they're not in your backyard per se when you're in Hillsboro. They're, they're a bit of a drive to they're, get to. They're, they're a journey. But yeah. but their stuff's good. If you see Calusa in cans, I would just grab it. It's probably good no matter what it is. There's definitely a clear head to me, though, because I think out of these breweries, one of them just keeps showing up over and over and over and over right, again. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, all right. So, before I get into the winter, one thing you said something about Calusa. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I, I took a trip to Sarasota over the fall. And the interesting thing about Calusa is okay. So, a couple things about Calusa. One, Calusa, as you probably would expect, is not in exactly in a, in a palace. Uh, you know, a brewing. I, now, I, now this may change because I did hear they are building another space, tap room, something. I thought I heard that when I was down there, mm-hmm. but um, but it's just like it's just like a regular old place. You know, nothing special about it. Small, small-ish tap room. Mm-hmm. Well, not smallish, but it's a it's an okay size tap. Room. It's it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything massive in Sarasota. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it's what it's comparable to. It, it's I mean, it's nothing like the biggies down here. It's not like eight one or. Um, or three daughters, or or anything, or copper tail, or anything right. like that. I I am actually blanking on what it's comparable to. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like a Seventh Sun, but a little sm- uh, Tampa Tampa Seventh Sun, but smaller. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. But the other thing is, they own that market. Like their mm-hmm. their beer Zote, which could have also been a top five of mine. We did our top five show today. It could have been a top five. It didn't make it a top five. And the only reason I didn't is Zote is everywhere. Zote is to Sarasota what um, like what, hi, what High Lie is. Oh, okay. To I was going to say Fixie to uh, 
More, more like highlight. Mm-hmm. It's just more ubiquitous. Like every okay. place I went had Zote. Okay. And it was their main IPA. Like, it was All right. Like, you know, so they're brewing yeah. lots of it. They're brewing a ton of it. So, yeah. But anyway, but that's – but alas. T- to me, the winner is the one who I think makes – Definitely not the most. <laughs> no, I mean, no, the, the, no, their, their operation is not they, large, they, and every every time the you go there, this list, actually. A, a, every <laughs> time you go there, they're going to have I something something yeah. new that you've never seen. Magnanimous Brewing is just awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For such uh, a young brewery, and and they're not young in the game. Like uh, dude, the dude Charlie who runs their brewery, I think has brewed in like a ton of different places and well respected in the industry. Um, I think he works I, – I, I don't know the other guy's names off the top of my head, but he works with a couple other guys that are also kind of like lifers in the craft beer industry locally. But they – for a place that's only been – I mean, they're a quarantine um, freaking opening. Mm-hmm. For But they, in my opinion, in terms from a quality standpoint, they have literally put this whole freaking industry scene locally on notice. Oh, absolutely. Period. Like, yeah. like they – I mean – they they make they make, they won our IPA challenge. Yeah. Uh, they had a, a different IPA that was part of my top five. Yeah, they, we had different IPAs from them in our top fives. Yeah, right. Uh, that, they, that, yeah. They're they're really good. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, and I think Seven Sun has one of my favorite IPAs in the market. I love Headbanger. Yeah, Headbanger's a great. IPA. Uh, yeah, also a winner. Uh, I would, winner. Yeah. I would say Magnanimous is e- e- easily in the top five breweries in the market. Yeah, I so like my second, and it probably if we did the show a year ago, it probably would have been uh, my my winner. Probably would have been Seven Sun because I think mm-hmm. they have such a diversity of things that they do at a high level, and they've been doing it for a long time. And they've been doing it for a long time, and and there's not a lot of quality difference if you if you go to Dunedin versus if you go to Simba Heights or whatever. The difference I think with Magnanimous right now is that I just think that what they're doing is just higher just a little just one a higher level and well, what they're doing is higher level than most people period right 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 and they're doing and they have a comparable amount diversity of types of stuff like they have some 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 bombers that that you know are, that are amazing uh they have some lighter beers that are really good too um they're just doing it and and, and also like it's just an interesting experience like seven sons got them on the whole like tap room big tap room with board games and freaking shit all over the place and, it, and it's kind of the hipster spot in some yeah. it's a little more cooler hipster than where where um where McNamus is in tampa heights but McNamus, without a doubt if we were doing an award on on the just the the actual location like the look and feel of it mm-hmm. they have actually won yeah, well, well they took their weakness and just kind of embraced it and said whatever we're just gonna go with it I mean, yeah. It's basically like an old converted church. They're, they're in a converted church. Turned into a brewery. And yeah. it, it's it's very restrictive in that they have a virtually non-existent parking lot. Yeah, they, they actually, yeah, they don't have their own parking. And uh, like they, they actually, it's a 717 lot or whatever. Right, and, yeah. and, and it's it's not large in that that you could probably just happen to show up because you were going somewhere else nearby. I mean, there are places that are walking distance to it, but it's not like what I would call a walkable type of place. Not really. I mean, there's street parking. There is definitely street parking, but but they don't get they don't get runoff. Like if they were in Dunedin, it would be like, oh well, you'll get the runoff of other breweries, other people who are there because they want to go to the places. Not at all. No, you you have to be wanting to go there, and and it's just it's just off the charts. They're Mm. they're very very good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so that's 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 our that's our best brewery. We're yes, yes, we agree. Um, all right, so 
best new brewery of uh, and this 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 includes 2020 openings because I actually don't think very many breweries opened in 2021. Yeah, ironically enough, which is kind of crazy. 2020 was I guess it was, it was hard to open in 2020. It was hard to open. 2020. You needed to open like in the first two months. Yeah, but people did it, and I don't think as many people did it this year. And I and I think maybe because turn changes impact of COVID right. down the line because because if you were opening in 2020 you you're already in a financial cycle heading right. into it and your biggest thing is just okay is restrictions keeping you open or close right but mm-hmm. like but whereas in 2021 now you may be dealing with the financial you know ramifications of you know of, of everything that's going on more expensive supply chain blah 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 all types of boring business shit right. But so all of these are actually 2020 openings because I don't really know of a 2021 of note. Okay. Someone can tell me there is. I'm, I'm open to it. I'm probably I know I'm wrong. I mean, in fact, I know I know of one that did. I think that I hear is good, but I haven't been to it. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Uh, your nominees are Woven Water, Magnanimous, Bayborough, and Bay Cannon. Well, it seems kind of obvious if a brewery is the best brewery. Their best, yeah, their best brewery. <laughs> how like, can they not be? How can it not be the best new brewery? Also, uh, I think Woven Water has got some solid stuff, and, and, and it's uh, it's also a little bit of a you have to kind of be going there to go there. Yeah, it's not uh, a lot. There's there's less around Woven Water. We <laughs> have been to Bayboro, and we brag about how how good the experience is at Bayboro. Uh, also, a little bit off the beaten path. In fact, all these all these have the kind of that one thing in common is they're all a little bit off the beaten path. Right, right. Uh, yeah. None of them are really getting the benefit as, of the runoff as, say, like other breweries who show up in yeah. districts would get. Right, right. Um, Bayboro is a great experience. Really cool food, good beer situation there. They do a really good job of kind of like honing in on this is what our brand is and how we want it to look and feel, and they just go with it. Yeah, yeah. They've got that a little bit ahead of these three. They do. Uh, Bay Cannon is a pretty good facility. And and we know that they they put a lot of time and effort into the beer that they produce they there. Make decent beer. They make they make good beer actually. And they, and they're they're pushing distro probably a little more than these than the other ones. Yeah, I, I think when they when they came in, I think that was the plan. I think that was yeah, that's part of their business model. I don't know if the others even care about that, but Magnanimous is just doing things on an entirely different level than all of the three of the, the others. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it just it just they just are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's including woven water, and we we. We know Jane Jones. He's been on our show a, mm-hmm. a few times. Not a long time, but a few times he's been on our show. And we know the quality of beer and the talent that he has. And it's very, it's, 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 um, it's gratifying to see someone who came in and was on our show at the very beginning mm-hmm. of his his run and kind of close to the beginning of our show that's kind of had his own shop. And it, it's, it's gratifying to see that. But I, what Magnanimous is doing is is – on a different level, even from his level, which is actually really, really good, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I, I, I think without a doubt, Magnanimous is, you know, to have the the best brewery in this area start in 2020 is, is I, I think, remarkable. And I think, and I think it's accurate. You know, I tell you, fight me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you like hops, it's hard not to immediately point you to Magnanimous. Right. Right. It's like almost to the point where, like, man, you could do like a whole ipa challenge with their beers you could they have enough and they have enough high quality ones that you could yeah. you could do it it's almost like i really honestly i we're efforting to get over there at some point um i will see if it happens in 2022 i'm i'm that's the type of place honestly i would visit 
and just do a little bit of video, pay my own money, yeah. and just freaking yeah. like, just be like, not, inter- not get when, an interview, but just be like, hey, when we've gone there, we didn't even though. care about trying to talk to someone. We just wanted to go and drink the beer. Yeah, we just tried to pick the beer. Uh, Charlie's in there sometimes. I think he was actually, ironically, the day of the, we went there the Lightning Parade day. Mm-hmm. He was actually there, and we talked to him. Well, we well, actually probably because it was morning. He's probably working. Because he was morning. Yeah, right, right. Because it, it was 10 30 in the morning, so to be fair. So, all right. So that, okay, so that, good stuff. Good stuff. That's great. Um, all right, so I feel like this is should be a more debated topic but it's just interesting i never hear people talking about this but best brewery hood mm-hmm. so the nominees are Seminole heights dunedin grand central and I, and I wanted to put other ones but i just didn't know that i feel i feel like those three stand above like i would say, agree like 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 an like an ebor. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think to put ebor into like a beer district type thing. Um, no, because there's so they they have multiple breweries and they're all in walking distance, but it's a different. They're doing they're trying to do something different there. Yeah, and so it it, it it also depends on how you probably categorize. Like when I think of Grand Central, I think of like Dome District. Like you're you're you're, you're not including Ale and Witch all the way on the other end going no, all, no, the, all the way yeah, down yeah, to water yeah, yeah, you know because yeah. because there's really cool places you can go in saint pete but i think you have to almost separate them at that point and say well this is your saint pete and this is like your grand central dome district right right or cycle or whatever correct because you know, those places feel like they're kind of in their own little zone of downtown they are i mean ale and witch and cycle you could definitely walk to i mean you yeah could walk to ale and witch and grand central brew house if you were ambitious enough but correct like, you know but they're uh, not in a district whereas Grand Central, um, Three Daughters, Pa, all of them are kind of right around the corner, right around the corner. All of them have got things I like. And so I I guess at this point it's probably just preference. Uh, There's really cool taco places and things. And obviously Tyler's Brewery down in Grand Central. Um, I think there's a bevy of really good food places in, in Dunedin. And you've got a couple of, I think, probably underrated breweries. Right, right. Because I think Dunedin's kind of like in its own little northwestern corner. It's a little, it's a little yeah. out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Seminole Heights has got some cool food places. It's got a couple of, I think, fairly no, well-known uh, brewing places to go to. Um, it's got some heavy hitters, and that's what makes it kind of a district. But obviously, Seminole Heights is not walking. And, and, and then you throw in, say, it's walkable, like, but not throw in like not brewery the Independent, and throw in like Cappies, you know. And then all that I would say is kind of like right there in Seminole Heights. There's some really cool places there, but to me, I the one I the one that my favorite is. I like Dunedin. Yeah, I think Dunedin is just a little like one A better. I, I I think it's. Every time I go there, I feel like I have to remind myself how good it is and say, man, I need to come back here more often. Yeah, I don't get there enough. To be to be fair, I don't get there enough. But I did, I've i gotten there a little bit. I, I haven't gotten a chance to do the full Dunedin, but I've gone to a few places in Dunedin, and I've always had like a really good time yeah. and high-level food and beer yeah. Yeah. every time I've gone. And I just know that there's a lot of places within walking distance, and they, they've made a conscious decision to like have – things be walkable there i mean Dunedin's one of the yeah. few, few true walkable places yes in in this region you know really um grand central could get it if i i, th- I think i'm gonna fuck it i'm just gonna say it i think the breweries in Dunedin are a little better collectively i agree collectively like mm-hmm. there's some heavy hitters in grand central like tyler's a heavy hitter mm-hmm. uh preston and Baber are heavy hitters 
but collectively there are some just dis- you know three dollars is uh, not a heavy get, hitter, seven but a sun fun time. seven sun is also yeah seven sun is always over there they're, they're also in Dunedin. They're, they're, they're in they're in heights and Dunedin. you know yeah um i just feel like there's just there there's just a, there's a more of a collective of high quality places where similar high, where grand central has a collection of good places and a couple high high quality places but it's just kind of a lot of you know okay places and then i think the vibe is a little different there which i appreciate the vibe in grand central but it's fun but it is a little bit like i like i'll, I'll put it this way and it's gonna be it's probably all gonna sound like i'm trashing it but you know please forgive me tyler i love you you know it's uh Preston, i love you but like i okay so i, I play kickball mm-hmm. and grand central not the not grant the, the the area not the not the not the um, not the brewery not the brewery is a hot spot for kickballer birthday parties like pub crawls okay whatever so the average age and I don't have the data but I but I have played kickball for a long time and we ran a league for a a, a, a decent amount of time mm-hmm. the average age of a kickballer is between twenty nine and thirty two okay. So, still kind of actually, I would go a little. I would say twenty seven. I, 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 I think if you if you separate the genders, I think the the women it's probably more like twenty three to twenty six. You're probably you're <laughs> probably right about that. So and guys, it's probably close to thirty. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that. So it's a little so it's a little younger. And Grand Central, as all of Ebor, I mean all of I'm sorry, all of, of of the area downtown surrounding has, they've all had they've all gone all in on make on attracting those people those those that demographic to live there, to eat there, to play there, to shop there, whatever. And so when you're there, it's kind of a little bit, you know, it, it, it it's it's about the beer in certain places. Like like there's a few places that are totally about the beer, but some places are like a hybrid of both. Nothing wrong with that. That sounds like the bit, that's the most beer nerdy statement I could say, but really there's nothing wrong with that. But personally, what I like about Dunedin is Dunedin is a little more like, hey, if you really like beer, there's a bunch of beer places here. They're all about the beer. And I'm sure they've got some, I mean, there's young people up in Dunedin too, but like, obviously St. Pete has a more concentration of, of young people so and similar nice just things are too smart far apart like i, I can't i can't walk I to a freaking angry chair and freaking seven sun i'll get yeah mugged. I, I don't <laughs> nah, i'm just kidding i won't i won't get mugged but like, like, <laughs> you never know yeah, so you, you, uh, you do have to cross the cross there safe i would yeah. say like dunedin is not known for their nightlife the way say like the grand central the saint pete that's pretty much what it is that is what and, it is, and then i think yeah. Seminole heights is probably closer to to that than than Dunedin is. Yeah, I would say so. I would say, yeah, Dunedin is just too small, and, there, and there's young people in Dunedin, but it, and I think I think Dunedin is the nightlife capital of North Pinellas County. I mean, if North Pinellas County, <laughs> if North Pinellas County has a nightlife capital, then like like then if you sure, come, like if you come, you in Topper Springs or you in Clearwater. You're probably going to Dunedin, but you know. if you're in Clearwater, you might be going out to the beach. You might knows? be going to the beach though. You probably, you probably. Uh, actually, I take that. I strike that. You're probably going to Clearwater Beach, but yeah. So anyway, um, Breehood, Dunedin. I, I, I probably offended like most of my uh, <laughs> audience and some of our guests have been here, but uh, it's end of the year, so all, all regrets be forgot. But um, so anyway, best guest. Mm. All right, so we've had a lot of guests 
over the years, we've had a lot of guests this year. We've had, I won't say a lot. We've had a few. We've had the, some. This one's really we, hard. We, we ramped me. up. This is really hard. Because really, I... Really, really hard. I mean, I like all these people. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and, I guess, let's name, just, yeah, name off the of nominees. All right. Uh, James and Bill from Bayboro. Bayboro. Chef Bill. Chef Bill. Bill Tartleton. Uh, Tyler from... Uh, Grand Central. From Grand Central Brewhouse. And Rob Larson, our our buddy, friend of the show, first guest on our show. I think I think mm-hmm. Rob is the first person, I, I, first brewer to ever. I, right now, I think he holds show. a record for most uh, guest appearances. I think so. I think so. He's the only person that's been on like almost every year of the six that we've been have the show. I'll, I'll, I'd have him on next year. Yeah, from uh, a <laughs> Grindhouse Brew Lab. From Grindhouse Brew Lab. Uh, I mean, there's other honorable mentions like uh, Preston was part of the uh, mm-hmm. of the of the Preston's a table head brewer at, at Bayboro. At Bayboro. Um. That's probably the biggest ones I can totally think of off the top of my head. I this was hard for me because Chef Bill was a great experience. It was it wasn't the best audio that we got out of that, but he just yeah cooked we're, up we're some in a food. slightly tough spot. He cooked up some there. food that was just absolutely amazing, and you could sit there and just eat his food and talk to him about so food good. and I'm drink so, beer. I'm so excited to go back all there. day long. Like, I mean, I I love we have to go back. I love there. all <laughs> the stuff that they're doing at Bayboro and the way they're doing it is they're doing it the, the right way. It's right, right. It, it's going really well there. Uh, Tyler is a ton of fun to talk to. Uh, yeah. you, you can sit there and just kind of have have a, a logger and shoot the shit with Tyler. Right, right, yeah. Uh, and I would say the same thing for Rob. I, mean, I think Rob is, for for a head brewer who's been around for a long time, Rob's about as approachable as it gets uh, at Grindhouse. Uh, Rob and Lisa out there, they're good peeps. Good peeps, good peeps. Uh, my, my favorite is Tyler because I can sit there and just – we don't even need mics. Yeah, yeah, You, you, yeah. Just, you just get bring me a pint and we can sit there and, and talk. Yeah. Talk, talk. I don't really have to even agree with him, and I like talking to him. Yeah, Tyler – is mine as well and it was really tough i mean mm-hmm. really like all these guys are, are they've, they've been over the years have been good to us all of them multiple multiple times on the show mm-hmm. all of them have really been good to us and really i put i put this category not so much put one ahead of the other just so i can just like hey thank you guys for for being a part of our show um and walking the opening the doors to us uh i almost gave it to, to to james and bill because they fed me <laughs> um, they, they do have some very good food, yeah. You know, but but I'm going to reward them with my money sometime in the yeah. new year. So like, Absolutely, for sure. Like I'm, I'm literally I, I, every time I see that picture, I'm like of that like of the fat of the uh, the pork belly. I'm yes. like, oh my god, I got I have to eat this. Like I eat oh, this yeah. again. So, uh, but I picked Tyler just because Tyler is super approachable for like was essentially in my opinion like a kind of a low key superstar in the industry. Yeah, I would like, agree. Like he's. He's he's been literally like three places, and they've all been better because of his presence. Like Southern, freaking Flying Boat, and now at Grand Central, they've all been better because of his presence. Super knowledgeable, super easy to get along with. Talked about a lot of other random stuff. He, we we also he, we we also bullshit with him outside of the show mm-hmm. a little bit. Like yeah, he's yeah he's he's a good dude. Like I said, loving to death. He's a good dude, and 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 like honestly. I don't know. Just an interesting. This, this is an interesting perspective on the industry, mm-hmm. and and the um, and just kind of life in general. He's got a lot of life lessons when you talk to him. Yeah, it, I, it, he's a. I feel like he's a ninety-year-old man inside a thirty-year-old's body. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of yeah. He's very wise. Yeah, very a lot of very a lot of wisdom in that person. Right, right. So, all right. So that's that. Um, okay. So trends. 
what is the trend that is about to take hold this year, or just a trend that's out there? I'm gonna, I'm gonna financial start. survival. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always, that's a trend. Always a trend. But yes, yes, you know, get paid. Always, you know, trying to get paid. Always a trend. Um, all right. So I, I think one of the trends, and I just looked up a bunch of stuff, and I didn't agree with it, so I just made up my own shit. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things that you're gonna that we're already seeing is that did you notice that there's less niche breweries, like breweries that that hey we do this one thing yeah. and this is our thing and we're gonna do it better anyway and I don't count I don't count IPA people breweries that do a lot of IPA shit like I mean literally like a brewery that they only open in the last three years and they only do for the most part one thing I, I can think of two off the top of my head but they're like kind of like the only two I can think of actually I, I think it's hard I think it's hard to come in and say we're gonna do this and this is all we're gonna do and we're gonna do it really really well well, there needs to be an audience for you when you do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Tyler's Brewery Grand Central only does only lagers. Does German, only does German styles. Promotes all German-inspired lagers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arcane, obviously. Does mostly sours. Does, but they do some other stuff. But they even do, mostly, that's their rap. So. Mostly sours. Um, and there's the one place in Ebor that's also mostly German lager. Uh, uh, the bear. They have a bear as a logo. Um, okay. I just, I literally just lost it. Just I could see... I can see their logo clear as day, and I can't remember. But yes, you know what I'm talking about. They, they those are the only ones, really. And I, and, I, and I just say that because I just found it interesting. I think one thing. I think if you all right. So in larger cities, you will probably still continue to see some of that because it's always going to be someone that's going to be like, "Hey, I'm just into this, and I'm just going to do it for the art form." I think here, brewing has become so popular, and it's, and it's become such a money game. That if you are opening, it's hard to cut out audiences. Yeah, you just don't want to cut out audiences. Well, especially if you're maybe your vision is you want this, but maybe you don't have the financing to do it. So you got to go and focus on getting money from someone else. Well, then I can't show up and have this thing fail. It's it's I got to be able to sell, you know. And and people who like beer don't only like this. They like all kinds of beers. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, I think, the thing that, that's kind of... Oh, by the way, it's Berry House is the, uh, ah. is the other, okay. other German-influenced uh, brewery. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's just like there is not a... There, like, you, you have to make money, and especially when it's not just your money. And more and more, breweries are not just the brewer's money anymore. Matter of fact, the owner may not brew. Correct. He, might, he probably brews as in, like... Hey, he has an interest in brewing, and he brews. Right, but he's not the guy. Which, like, I, I, I have okay. So I don't really have an interest in brewing or owning a brewery. Well, I have an interest in brewing. I do have an interest in brewing. I don't have an interest in owning a brewery. Okay, but if I did, honest to God, like, say if so, I got a ton of money, or I could get some people together and get a ton of money, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, bro, Craft Brewer Ballers Brewing Company, <laughs> doing this shit, right? I would hire a brewer. Cause, yeah, cause, absolutely. Because the problem is, what is the stand, it's the standpoint now? You're looking at like, hey, this is a business. It's, I know business. It's no different than, than having a restaurant. You'd have to hire a chef. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what yeah. it is. That's the yeah. exactly the example I was gonna say. You have the it's it's like, hey, I'm gonna open a, a restaurant. I need you're a limited. guy who knows what he's right. doing. Right. So so, so. You, you're gonna limit yourself to prove if there is a limitation. It's gonna be what does that person know how to do? What do they like to do? And what do they want to make and sell? Right, exactly, exactly. Sell being the most important part. Sell, sell being the most not, important. You're part. not going to stay in business if you can't sell. 
Right, right. And the difference, obviously, with restaurants and breweries is that a brewery has to be, these days, has to be several things. Like, it would be it would be not quite as if you had, like, a Chinese-Mexican, you know, tapas restaurant. It's not quite like that. But you can't be, you can be, a, like, hey, I, I want to open a Chinese, a high-infusion Chinese restaurant. Well, I'm going to find the best Chinese, you know, you know, guy I can't, you know, chef I can or whatever, or Thai, or Italian, or just some f- general fusion concept. Whereas, like, if you find a top-end brewer to, to be your brewer, he's got he's got to make IPAs, he's got to make something lighter that's considered a gateway beer. He's got to make at least one dark thing. He's probably got to make a sour now. You know, um, well, it depends on how many people you're trying to please. Um, like, you don't have to have a sour. I think a lot of times they have them some, somewhat because the audience wants it too, but I think also because they like it. Yeah, sour is the one thing that gets cut out. Like, like McNamus doesn't have a sour that I'm no. aware of. They so. And they could, and it's they probably could. good, uh, but, yeah. but they, they don't have to have it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think because it's become such a money game, it's just that's that the idea of like, like the Bob Sylvester's of the world, like I like this one style, and I'm going to be the best in the think, world at it. I think is like that. That of, is that's you're going to see less and less of that. Yeah, I think I think the yeah. market's too saturated to survive that. Plus, you got to have a personality like Bob Sylvester. You have to really just not give a fuck. Yeah, not give a fuck, and you got to be able to sell that you're as good as, that you're as good as it comes in this style, and, and make people even freaking interested in it. Like, yeah, you know? and, and it's for the most part, it's probably a dying style. It's a dying style, just in general. That style, <laughs> yeah, sort of, sort of. I mean, you, got, you know, you get Web City Cellar, you get some people in other parts of the country kind of doing. I'll, it's not hot. No, it's definitely not. L- hot, the, not there's not a lot of people who seek it, and so it's, it's the people yeah. who are into it. Yeah. So um, one trend I did see out there that is, I guess, definitely a trend is the. It's definitely a trend. The idea of smaller breweries coming together to kind of maximize their their buying power or their just yeah. power of their brand well that makes of, total sense for buying ingredients that makes complete sense for stuff like that mm-hmm. and for distribution that as well yeah yeah because yeah, you're taking some of the challenges that these businesses deal with and you're able to maximize their power yeah, yeah. by working together when, when they had we get ingredients you get ingredients we can order a pallet of ingredients and we can have it and we got a better rate on getting these things right right exactly that's exactly. pretty much what it comes down that's to. that's what it comes down to so like because like so um i just and i just happened to read this article. it's crazy i was reading about nashville because i was watching the nashville city music bowl which amazing bowl game by the way it was so good it's probably the best bowl game of of the set of bowl games um and so they of course it's uh, the bowl game is one big commercial for nashville mm-hmm. so, so i was like all right well I've been to Nashville once. I liked it, but it was I was on a family trip, so I didn't really get the chance to truly enjoy it. So I'm like, let me read about Nashville. And so there, so there's um, there's a brewery in Nashville called Bearded Iris, which is I believe is like kind of like their main. Their I think they're the, that's their heavy hitter in terms of brewers brewing, you know, yeah, brewers or whatever. And Scofflaw, yeah, in Atlanta are coming together to basically create a distribution network to try to to distribute their beers across both areas. To cut out bigger distributors yeah. and, the, and the money sounds and like all what our other friends stuff. down here are doing. Yeah, you. exactly, and that's the other example with Altercraft dis- distribution. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're they're kind of banding together all the small, yeah. pretty much Pinellas County breweries, with the exception of, of the one, um, to to come together to actually you know yeah. to just make it easier to for those brewers because so they don't have to spend a bunch of money. Uh, on a so that you can have network. a keg of double branch in a restaurant in yeah. Bradenton. Bradenton, yeah, yeah, Sarasota, whatever. Some, yeah. Something that would never happen, they can make happen. Exactly, exactly. So you start to see more of that. 
And I think the last thing before I, I go off of this is I think it's gonna this is gonna be a really interesting Tampa Bay beer week. Especially around the flagship events. Um freaking I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. Beer, beer fest. Now now of course now we're about to run back into another COVID thing, so who knows what's gonna happen. But say assuming all that straightens out. We did absolutely have not. We did not have they, beer fest. They pushed it at least or to like ball May or, or, or June, year. where it was hot enough. You could definitely do it outdoors without much of a concern. But well, the weather's you, always great. It's you can't. Like, that might be you too can't, hot. Well, yeah. well, I was thinking it should be. Should people should feel safer to be outdoors at a large event? But that doesn't mean that they're going to feel that way. So yeah. So okay. So so that introduces another issue to it. My my what well, my initial point was if it if it happens, one thing we I've noticed is that events that actually happened in 2021 are a little crazier mm-hmm. and a little more well attended than they were in 2019. Okay, you know, so like it, it's, it's just people well, pe- are like, people had, oh my god, they had I fatigue. Go, they yeah, had, yeah, I, I got to get out. And go to I got to get out and do some shit, whatever. <laughs> So it's going to be interesting to see from that point, but it is also interesting to see, like, okay, well, do our is our current uh, COVID outbreak will that impact these events again? I, then, I think it has to take a, a new outbreak to cause a, a real problem and panic. But 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 the thing is, you're going to have people who are just not going to participate. Period. They're waiting for there to be like zero COVID in the news before they're going to go out and go to an event. Yeah, well, yeah, and and I mean, and, and to be fair, I mean, obviously we're get, we're getting there's more people getting it at this point in time. Now that's three months from now, so like you know, yeah, right. uh, yeah, three months. It's about there, yeah, there it's, could it's, be it's three months. From there now. could be another mutation that two, two all, half, all of a sudden yeah. is coming out, and right. or, or or it could be everyone's beyond fatigue and survival rate is so high that people are just like whatever, or or just freaking. You know, it, it runs its course. Like a bunch of people got it during Christmas time. They get it early January, and by the time you get to well, freaking, that's March, kind of what's happening now. Yeah, like it just by March, it may not even, yeah. it the, may not the, be an issue. The infectious anymore. rate now is it's likely that both of us have already had it. Right, and then so and then so the thing is also knowing what we know now about this, and obviously it's tough because things change. This is not this is not this is still is kind of uncharted territory. But knowing roughly what we know from the outbreaks of of last year in the pandemic do if you get close to it like like if you get close to that time period and you're like oh man i don't know there's a lot of people still getting it should we have a big public event do you just move this shit to may well that's what i said earlier is like why why, why don't you just wait until like it's you know it's gonna be hotter have it outdoors and (laughs) yeah i mean right now I, i say you don't move anything right now because you don't even know if it's going to be a factor, you'd have to month. kind of start planning it if you're going to do it. Is the thing. If you're going to move it? Yeah, yeah. You'd have to know now. And and and, I, and honestly, my this, this this is not gospel. This is just my opinion. I don't think the heat is a uh, heat is on enough about about COVID to move these events right now. Like I put it this way: freaking Gasparilla is going to be at the end. Gasparilla is roughly a month from now. If, if, if that's that, if not that, moving, yeah. If that's happening, moving. if that's like, ha- if that's happening, that I would suggest there to be nothing unless there's horrible news from it somehow right right which i honestly just don't believe is going to happen well I it's do. just a, well well i think very little will happen well what we've had what we have now that we didn't have a year ago is a, there's a high level of subjectivity that we didn't have a year ago have mm-hmm. two years ago and whereas now it's like well yeah i just gotta make the decision on mm-hmm. whether i'm gonna take that risk or not i, I think it depends on who's talking because some people are going to tell you not to go to an event tonight. 
you know, or not not to have friends and family over this holiday season. This all depends on what and, part and of the country you're in. And that's too, that's a bit extreme, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I say like if you do it when you know it's going to be hotter and outdoors, you're taking out some of the most. So yeah, some of the things that we know now. Some of the things that are a yeah. little more concrete, right? Yeah. Are, now, are now like solved and not really an issue. People are still going to they're, they're going to brow they're going to browbeat it regardless because like, well, I, mean, I, I think people are going to do what they're going to do regardless too. Well, as long as shit's open, I, honestly, right now, I mean, I don't want I don't want to take this away from our show, but, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of what they should be doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I think it's personal freedoms. I mean, so I mean, hell, you have a ninety nine point nine something percent survival probability. I think that I think that happens every time you walk out the front door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can fall in the bathtub. <laughs> so, but all right. So, what's your your best beer moment? And it could be any time. It could be. Oh, this, it could be twenty twenty one. Absolutely. The, the, well, I couldn't stop smiling and being happy when we were sitting there in Bayboro eating the burgers and the bacon and the smoked pork belly and drinking their beer. That was really good. That was a that was phenomenal sick. show. It was a phenomenal experience. I, they, they're first class, and I tell you, go to Bayboro, you'll have a good time. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, because I don't want to pick the same one. I'm gonna pick one that's different. That was an amazing one. Um, my one of my favorite beer moments, and this is one that actually came up first for me. Ironically enough, when we were in New Orleans. There's two things in New Orleans. One was like it's a low, more of a low key one. Like when we were at like like Parallel Brew Lab, mm-hmm. like that, like well, our afternoon, their morning stuff. Yeah. And they finished a yoga class, and then they were just opening it up just to freaking watch freaking yeah. Saints. They, they, they did a big boil too. I think they had a whole bunch of like a shrimp boil. Yeah, yeah, and they had like po boys mm-hmm. and like all free. Yeah. All free. Just just come here and, and drink beer and watch football. Watch football all day. And it was that was just, awesome. It was something so cool about that. And the people were kind of cool too. Yeah. And Paralu has pretty good beer. Like that that's a solid place to hit if you're mm-hmm. if you're in, in New Orleans area. Um, it's walking distance down the corner to Bacchanal House too. Yeah, which yeah. I would so, also so an amazing also recommend restaurant and bar. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, I forgot about Bacchanal House. It's such a good place, but that one and the, and just like the discovery that Courtyard Brewing was having a beer festival, like an anniversary, <laughs> when we got there because we yeah. did not get off the plane knowing this. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you know, we weren't. No, that was a that. that was a phenomenal trip. Everything worked wonderfully. Yeah, it's one of the best beer trips that I've, it's probably the best beer trip I've had. That just was t- mostly about beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah, I mean those those are, I think it covered. Yeah, because because the. Um, the the trip the going over to Bayboro so thank you Bayboro that was an amazing experience and so I'm looking forward to the next one so yeah so the, all those things for sure um, all right beer food pairing oh it was easy for me it was it was Marshall Zukov with the toffee cheesecake oh yeah I mean I, and I'm not I'm not even into sweets and that was yeah that was amazing that was, that was so good like it was I, I have perfect balance of left and right hand working together yeah yeah. I was good once again to not pick the same one to give some diversity or whatever. Any time I can get, I can pair a high level IPA like a Headbanger, some of the stuff from Magnanimous like Mittens or or Juice Lord or Deftestrada or whatever. And 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 okay, so we always talk about the IPA All Stars or whatever, but there actually are two <laughs> things that are that pairings that are I think are stand out. I think it's actually Wings and Tacos. Okay. And I think, and I think for wings, you're. T- I, I think you want either blackened wings, or 
baked with some type of nice seasoning. Um, That's good. Uh, you can't go wrong with Rob Larson smoking you some wings. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with that. Or uh, or tacos. And tacos, it, it, it's preferably um, – it should, it should be something from like Lolis or something like that, some high-end taco. Um, the only thing I would say that would maybe – not discredit lowlies, but it would be nice to have like all right. So like a lot of taco places don't do corn, hard shell corn, mm-hmm. and so I, I sometimes I'll make hard shell corn tacos at yeah. home, and that I I actually prefer that over the soft shell tacos, which is what ninety nine percent of like taco places that aren't Taco Bell do. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. probably, like exclusively. Um, well, but, it's traditional Mexican to be yeah, soft yeah. shell corn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know? Flour is our that's the American thing we put like to put. Yeah, yeah. Like that, the very flowery type stuff. But uh, you should try tostadas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd probably like that. It's just yeah, a, yeah. It's easier to load it up with more stuff. More stuff, yeah. So I think those are the two that are like, and, and so, and uh, you know, like I said, take your pick, Lolly's. Um, I think Lolly's is the dominant one, but there's there's a couple other places that, that I've had tacos at recently that were good. So, uh, all right. So under the radar pairing. Underrated I, or underrated? Underrated. I thought the smoked bacon with the toasted iron from Bayboro. Yeah, yeah. People don't talk enough. People talk about bacon a lot, mm-hmm. but people actually don't talk about bacon and beer a lot. No, like specifically, like, that was, like literally, that was I define so no one's really talking about bacon and beer. You mm-hmm. know, so because I think bacon has a little because it's so salty, it works for IPAs, but it actually could work. With a few different things, I think you could go with a pale ale with with it. I don't think you, you have to go quite so hoppy with. You could probably go slightly malty, depending upon how salty the bacon is. Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I think that's a that's a that's a good one. Um, I'm I'm starting to experiment a little bit with like things to pair with like PB and J. Like I think a fruited sour might work. A framboise oh. would definitely work. Um, yeah. Uh, Depends on the jelly, of course. Huh. I think I would almost. I hadn't thought, hadn't thought about that before. Uh, classic flavor combination, obviously. Uh, it kind of screams lunch when you're having it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if you elevated the dish and you made it more of like a specific. Uh, like you were, you're trying to approach it a specific way. Yeah. If you could get it into like like think of it almost more of like a french toast rather than a, a sandwich you could elevate it into having uh some type of something darker or sweeter yeah to, yeah. to go with it yeah um i like that outside of that though if you're just having a like like see i don't ever eat pb and j's like uh, I, I don't want something sweet at lunchtime i eat them Almost every day. I eat it for breakfast. Okay. See, see, I, I think you can get away with something sweeter in the, in the morning than you can at yeah, lunch. Yeah, I don't eat it for lunch. But, yeah, at breakfast, it's a, it's a nice little first thing to eat that it, it's it's light-ish. Then it's, yeah, how about a Reve? How about a coffee stout? Yeah, I can see that. I was going to say something darker, maybe something mal- – coffee stout's interesting. I was thinking something maltier, but that would – that's actually worth trying. That might be – because I drink coffee. I'm drinking coffee right. like when I'm eating this PB&J, so – I usually toast it too, so it's really good. Okay. So, um, so yeah, yeah, Rebbe, I like that. I like that. We're gonna go through these because we have a football game to try to watch here. Uh, <laughs> um, 
So, okay, so let's see. I'm trying to kick. Okay, sneaky good brewery. Like a brewery that didn't get listed in our top breweries, but is at, and it's not a top brewery, but it's a really good brewery for for any reason, for the beer, the experience, the the people, you know, whatever. Uh, Descent would make sense. I think Descent's the one. It's funny. Is, is it how sneaky is it with two locations? Yeah. I, 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 I think it's easy to forget about them, though. Yeah, because they're both and, and both their locations are in places. I mean, if you're in Lakeland, you know the descent in Lakeland. If you're a beer person there, because mm-hmm. they cause they found a more central location in Lakeland, mm-hmm. but obviously the descent in um, uh, you know, in um, in St. Petersburg is actually like in Pinellas Park, so uh, fifty four exit fifty, you know, it's fifty four street exit. So it's kind of there, and they're making damn good beer. All the time, and they, mm-hmm. and they have great. Service. Uh, they've won like, awards for their beer. They won awards for their beer. They've really honed in on service. Our our, our boy Keith Martin's there mm-hmm. sometimes. A uh, friend of the show. Um, it's it's very a very beer blogger. Usually a pretty large assortment of things that are available there. They're usually very true to style, and they're usually pretty good. Yeah, so exactly. I, I'd say you can't go wrong checking it out. But regardless about a location you're going to go to, it's going to be a little bit of a destination. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, we we hit it right the last time we went because we were doing a show at Bayboro and mm-hmm. we just came back and went yeah. and went there, which which coming from Tampa, so like I think we hit it as best as you can mm-hmm. spontaneously. Correct. Yeah, you know, like generally speaking, you gotta like like if I want to go to Bayboro, I have to make a decision. Like I'm going to Bayboro, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and you don't want to be in a hurry either. No, no, you know, it's not like a just a grab a beer and go place, right? So, you know. Okay, so yeah, all right. Okay, so. Best beer, I said IG or but it's really influencer or whatever. But I we live our show mostly lives in, in, in Instagram, and I don't know if I this made your sheet. I'll just go through them because I, I deal with this probably the most. Um, my my list was uh, the craft beer connoisseur uh, mm-hmm. Chris, mm-hmm. Uh, Dave from Florida Beer Blog, mm-hmm. and Keith from Bay Area Beer Blogger, mm-hmm. and Justin for Drink Local Florida. Yep. Um, and once again, it's kind of like the guests. This is hard because they all have been guests on our show. Um, it's a really difficult one, really difficult. Like they're all kind of do very similar things, except for except for Chris. Chris does a little bit different things than, than the other ones because she he's she's more of a um, she's more of like a true influencer. Where the other ones mm-hmm. are, they kind of they 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 influence but they also have like a, a a non they have like a written content creation component where right chris, where chris is doing like events actually she, right she's actually did a, she just did a big uh beer festival up there in atlanta mm. um yeah yeah it's actually it's it's pretty fucking awesome actually um very very impressed with her very proud of her actually so um i'm going to go i'm gonna go with dave just because I feel like he's making the biggest push from a content standpoint to get people and he to, to, to get the travels. word out about what, beer. When we say that he travels the state, Dave could tell you every highway that's in the state. That, yeah, ma- that yeah. man that man covers every square inch yeah, of the right, state. Right, right. Yeah, he covers a lot of beer. He, he, he knows the people and the breweries as well as the cities and towns around He's he is Florida beer. Yes, he, he is Florida beer. He he's probably one of the biggest influencers of Florida beer here, mm-hmm. just just by sure volume of content. It, have like, we connected the guys at uh, Altered Craft with him yet? Because man, I feel like these two we need to. Because I feel like they're literally they're not doing the same thing, 
but the same amount of task work is being done. Right, right, yeah. And, yeah. and I feel like the two could probably yeah, they could yeah. probably help each other. They probably could because because they're doors. they're both driving all over the state. Right, right. Going from craft beer to craft beer, and it's like if there's a tiny brewery in North Jacksonville. Yeah, Dave's yeah. driving all the way from Dave's the bottom of the state, all the way it, up there. Knows knows knows, there. knows the people who own it and run it. Knows the brewer. Knows where it's located. Knows other breweries that are nearby. Right, right. <laughs> he's like yeah. a damn Wikipedia. Right, for right. Florida beer. He's, I mean, he's literally. I mean, and it, it's some, there's some other guys who kind of do some similar things, but he's making such a push right now on it, and it's just it's cool. It's really cool to watch yeah. to see this to see this kind of unfold. So yeah, so that's that that's my. It, I guess influencer Instagram person. So there's always a lot there. You got, you know, you got to click through to get to do the actual podcast episodes itself, but you know, but it's, it's cool. He does some good stuff. I'll give an honorable mention. I would say to Justin, just because he has great pictures. Yes. Like his, his images are, 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 are pretty cool and it's all, and they're very Florida. They're all mm-hmm. very like very local. So, um, all right. So brewery food, I'm just gonna go with it's, it's, freaking it's, 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 Gabriel. I don't. I don't know who's on even the scene. Th- that we were at. I don't know who was second. We've been to places that we know have good I'll, food. I'll, I'll tell you, it's second, and it's it's actually kind of close. But I but but I think they, I think Gabriel's just a little bit because I've I've heard people brag about how good the food was at Double Branch, but they weren't open the day that we were there. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I've been on site to uh old the old coal storage. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and their uh, restaurant, Brewbus, Brew where, where their restaurant was on site, was good. But again, that was not in 2021. Right, it's not in 2021. And I, I, I yeah, I, I always heard good things. Well, who are who are you thinking of? Tampa Brewing Company. Oh yes, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, people, people freaking forget. Like, yeah, people, because it's food. it's kind of. A, <laughs> When you, when you're almost a restaurant forward, it's almost expected that you make yeah, good right, beer. Make good, but yeah, but but it actually is a brewery. And that's what actually their primary focus. Uh, yeah, uh, the food at Tampa Bay Brewing Company is actually quite good. It's quite good, quite good. I, I'm gonna give a slight edge to um, to Bayboro, but like I I love the craft option. element that they're doing at Bayboro, but they're also not serving anywhere near the same number of people. No, uh, no. I mean Tampa Bay Brewing Company is. Full fledged restaurant. Yeah, they're they yeah they're they almost are more of a restaurant. But then you look at their tap list; it's just, it's just their stuff, and it's like twenty beers. Yep, it's all just theirs. Now, is that a dying breed? Like like the like the the true brew pub? I don't know? think so. I think foodies are uniting all of it together. So no, I think you're going to see more of your successful places like that. Um, Wicked yeah, weed making, making their own stuff. That, that's what Wicked weed was when you went up there. It, it was it's a brewery. It's it's known for brewing and distributing, but they also had a restaurant. So the top floor of that place was pretty much packed tables yeah. everywhere. And so I think more of the very successful people are going to continue down that path. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, okay. I, I, I can see that. So, all right, last one is beer name. Oh, I, I've got the the one for me that was easily the best. I instantly one came to mind for me. All right, what's that? No, there's bunch. There's, there's really good ones. Uh, Drone Thugs and Harmony. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Ah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a hard time coming up with local beer names. I, because you got, you got to go with the heavy hitters. Yeah. I want the people, the, the breweries that that focus on creative names, which mm-hmm. there's only a few. Like Hidden Springs is that's that's the one they 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 focus the most on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. 
Tampa Bay Brewing Company actually has a little bit of a focus on it too. Like they have little interesting, weird names. But mm-hmm. A lot of it, a lot of it's stuff that you got. You have to be in the building to correct to know it. Same thing with with uh, CCB. They have you have to be in the building to know that they have a lot of kind of interesting, creative names. Um, it's interesting that Bay Cannon names their names after just random names and the story behind it, which I don't know if it ever made the show or not. I think it did that they literally picked it like a, they, they, they got on a website that names A to Z and they just almost like a hurricane. They just like pick like, Oh, Amelia. Yeah. They, Xander, uh, like, yeah they, like, they have a very different approach, but I, 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 I it, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't, it's not like, wow, it's amazing to me. But what I do like is there, they have something that's different. They took something completely different. Cause a lot of people no. are either like, Fuck it, we'll just name it whatever. Well, they're the or, or they're like we're gonna name it something crazy. They're, they're oh, kind of the Zachy Wayne. They're like the Penn State of uniform design. Right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. So we're just not gonna have a design, and that's our design. And that's our design. They're the Cleveland Browns, which I felt like that's terrible to say, but just like anything, like Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Penn, and and I'm Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Penn State. When it's when they're playing good, you look at it like, yeah, okay, all right, and then when they're playing bad, you're like. Fuck this, you know, like, you know, I, I, and I'm talking about I'm talking about uniform designs, not necessarily beers, whatever. They can't beer is good, um, but I always notice that about like like Cleveland last year. They also that brown shirt be in. You start seeing t-shirts they're fucking everywhere. You know, <laughs> ten years prior, man, that brown was like poop. You know, so like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know, and so it's just you know, it's just interesting. Penn State's the same way for like. You know, for a little period there, where you could man, you could mess with that 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 blue and white man. It's just freaking terrible. No one wanted to touch it. And then James Franklin came along, and now something's like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the little thing up in my window in my car. Oh, I think I think they were always hardcore followers. They just needed they needed the negative attention to get off. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had, they had some believers, or whatever. So yeah, so um, yeah. They, I, I just I, I find I find Bacan's naming concept interesting because it's just so oh, it's different it, it's different like they're, single they're not, name first name like not, that's that's not you don't see that you don't see it anywhere like yeah. you don't you don't see this is the joseph or, yeah, or when yeah. you go to a brewery you don't see this is the this is the joaquin yeah and it's a talking point yeah you know because sometimes these names get so zany that they stop being talking points unless you hit on something good then if you like like drone slugs in harmony mm. you have something good like oh okay yeah 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 but otherwise it's just like yeah whatever can i get the ipa so you know, yeah, you know, so you know, but yeah, so that's it. That's what I got. That's the ballers. That's it. That's for, the ballers. Yeah, for uh, for twenty. If you didn't win a baller this year, it's always next year. It's always next year for sure. Yes, absolutely, man, Kevin. This is great. This is a good show. Uh, we know, should do it again. Next year. Year. We should do this again next year. Same place, same time. You know, for sure. So, all right. So, so for that. So for for Kevin and all our winners. Uh, this is the, the, the uh, can't talk. Uh, glasses are empty, mics are off. This is Craft Beer Ballers. Did you like the podcast? Yeah. Well, if, that, if you did, subscribe to uh, Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Tell a friend or, or check us out on all the social media platforms. That includes Instagram and Facebook. Cheers.